as we finish up our last-minute Christian uh, Christmas decorations for those who have not started, and as we check off the items on our Christmas to-do list, or maybe as you complete your last-minute travel arrangements for Christmas, it's also important for us to remember that for some people, Christmas may bring some kind of emotions that are not so pleasant. For some people, the season of Christmas might bring emotions of loneliness. Loneliness that may have come because of the separation of somebody significant in their life. You look back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when the person was still around and still in your life, Christmas is no longer the same today. For some, this separation may be due to illness of somebody you love so much. Could be marital separation. And since then, Christmas is no longer the same for that person. There are some that the season of Christmas might invoke the feeling of disappointment. You look back 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you were raising your kids, and you have raised them all in the church, and now they've grown up and all walked away from church, And you long for a Christmas where all your family will be united with you around the church and around the sacrament? Nope, they are not ready for it. And so you begin to ask yourself, what have I done wrong? Sometimes for those people, the season of Christmas begins to kind of feel some sense of disappointment. There are some others that the season of Christmas, especially as we get to the end of the year, becomes more like an emotions of fear and anxiety about the future. Concerns about your health, concerns about your finances, concerns about a lot of things. And the list can go on and on and on. But regardless of what circumstances you may find yourself right now or Christmas might evoke in you, I've got a word for all of us this morning. I've got a word for you this morning. The word is that the Lord God now ministers to your heart this morning and ministers to my heart and speaks the word of peace, the word of comfort, the word of courage. That's the heart of our message this morning. In the second reading, Paul gives us, let's call it Christmas checklist. Three essential items that should be part of our Christmas spiritual checklist. First, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. What kind of joy is Paul talking about? It's not really that kind of feelings. You know, sometimes people think that joy is all about feelings. I feel good. Yeah, it's part of it. It's okay. 
But that's not essentially what Paul is getting about, onto. It's not so much about joy, about feelings, but it's really about joy as an attitude, joy as a decision. Because Paul recognizes that as Christians, we do not run away from our crosses. We do not run away from the challenges that life brings to us. But Paul says, because we believe in the Messiah, who has come to proclaim the good news to the brokenhearted, who has come to set prisoners free, who has come to declare a year of favor, we look at life fundamentally as a joyful people. And that's why Paul says to us, rejoice. Rejoice. So that's the first thing we're going to do for Christmas. We're going to make a decision because we are a people of faith in the Messiah to be joyful. Second item on our Christmas checklist, according to St. Paul, Paul says we must pray unceasingly. We must pray without ceasing. Why does Paul recommend this for us? Because prayer is what opens us up to the anointing of that spirit. You remember what happens in the gospel this morning. People came to John the Baptist and they said, hey, tell us. Who are you? Are you Elijah? No. Are you the prophet? No. So what are you? And John says, look, let me tell you. I baptize with water. But there is somebody among you, somebody who is coming, who is going to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. Prayer is what opens us up to the unction of the Messiah that anointing of the Messiah. So our second thing on our checklist for Christmas, we're going to learn to be prayerful in all things, regardless of what the situation is, let's surrender it all before Christ in the sacrament. Let prayer be your God and your life. And the final thing for our Christmas checklist, according to St. Paul, he says, in all circumstances, give thanks. And I like this one so much. Paul says we have to learn to be a people of gratitude. Regardless of the ups and downs and the issues of life, Paul says, in everything, let us give thanks. And why does Paul tell us this? Because somewhere else in Paul's writings, Paul says, for those who love God, all things work together unto good. And because all things work unto good for those who love God, we can, as a matter of fact, become a thankful people. So let's summarize our Christmas checklist, according to Paul. 
Number one, we have no time for sorrows. We do not have time to be depressed as people of faith. So Paul says, be joyful. Number two, Paul says, we got to now make prayer our garment. Let's put on the robe of prayer. In all situations, pray, pray, pray. And finally, Paul wants all of us to lead lives of gratitude to God. In all things, give thanks. Let us now bow our heads and pray. Now thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still in